0: GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or season pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply. Begamblerware.org and please play responsibly. to get started and to help the podcast thank you very much have a great day and enjoy the show
1: how do you feel great on vacation like really good easy you go to aruba you'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water you'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
0: so excited about beating
3: kids bro I don't care bro I don't care you've been done told little you man shut your mouth get back round the face with your mom's marigold that's a washing up glove, you for your man we're like 40 years old you man are like six man a man grown man a man, man sick man a man meet off man a man, 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 man switch man. like chico gish you man, bitch man. A gut-durking, fat men lurking, smacking up kids online Get wrapped like a turban, bashed up certain peers for drunk on wine No holds by virtual bully, sliding with both feet fully Not joking, you don't know me, fighting cocky, we get gully
0: What we want from them is to hear children crying But I don't care FIFA, 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 FIFA,
2: FIFA, FIFA, FIFA
4: Cases are dropping. Not Cases by enough. Are dropping, are they? Not by enough.
0: Not by enough, but they are dropping. Look on the. You've got to look at the positives, team.
4: Why? You're absolving. Yeah, absolving the dirty government of responsibility by doing that. <laughs> dirty government. <laughs> they should all be held to account. Um. Scum.
0: But but. <laughs> shoot them all. But you know, you know we're down and deaf, so that's you know regardless of the situation that is a positive and maybe in three or four weeks we might might get some semblance of normality back you never know um yeah. spurs i'm dropping the line by uh Furnish filth what's up
3: what's up we've got cal hey champ
0: and once again this is the fighting Cop podcast we um you know we haven't played football now for what is it four weeks a
3: month oh, wow when was that i think it's over a month now
0: yeah and yet still spurs are in the news we just cannot escape it but this time i guess for a bit more of a a positive reason so today spurs have uh reneged on their um decision to to furlough was it something like 60 percent of the f- staff the, the the staff that can't do their jobs basically um and because of support of pressure and pressure from media and politicians spurs of uh, you know gone back on what they originally planned and and then they're, they're no longer as i understand it there's a bit some bit some confusion because the wording is is confusing mm. that as i understand it, they're not furloughing the staff they're going to pay all of them 100 percent until the end of may which is when the furloughing period ends but that doesn't make a great deal of sense because because why put it to the end of the the government's guidelines of the end of May and just not say that all the staff will be paid hundred percent wage until this is over. T, what did you what did you make of the news?
4: Um I mean I think it had it had to be done in the end. Initially I thought the furlough was still in place just so they were paying the other twenty percent. It did read like that. It did, but then you know, I read the full statement and it turned out that they got rid of the furlough altogether. Just makes you wonder why they did it in the first place. I mean just a simple gesture of goodwill, you know. Um, I mean, they're not of. I mean, I still think they're cunts for what they did. You know, the fact they even thought it would be okay was just disgraceful. But we are where we are now.
3: How do you feel about uh, Cal? I wasn't. I wasn't massively upset about it. Probably just because I didn't understand it and I didn't. I couldn't be bothered to really learn about it. Um, so <laughs> it was, it was like I said last week on the pod, it was classic Levy. He's trying to save every single penny. There's a, there's a stadium to pay for, which is something I didn't say last week. He has to pay for the stadium. Um, they he count every penny Levy. So I wasn't massively surprised at it, but at the same time, I wasn't massively surprised that they changed their mind um, today and ended up turning around, changing the decision and going back. So, yeah, it's one of those I wasn't bothered either way, to be honest. I'm um, I, 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 I I'm in
0: agreement. I my feeling of the situation hasn't really changed. Um, I don't feel better about Daniel Levy than I did a week ago. And um, I feel like it was a PR exercise to, to go back. I think if you really dug down into Daniel Levy's deepest thoughts, he probably wouldn't have done this because we know that he's a businessman first and... And a humanitarian about eighth or ninth. And, um, you know, it, it is, it's just the way big business runs. One one of the questions I've got here is um, whenever when big companies are furloughing, like Telsa, for example, are taking advantage of government aid or, or a government initiative to ensure that redundancies don't happen and the unemployment rates don't skyrocket, although they are anyway, but don't get to a point where it's unsustainable. Because if you don't furlough, you have to pay... Um, the dole or tax credits or whatever it is now so there's cost to the government regardless and in the long run it's much better if people are employed and go back to their jobs and 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 the companies pick up the wages again down the line that's the whole point of this furlough stuff
3: right um
0: but yeah other big companies are are, are doing it and in and i was just wondering why football and football players are kind of a target for uh, 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 criticism in this situation when Spurs are certainly not the biggest company in England furloughing their staff or were, were furloughing their staff. W- what do you think it is about football that is that makes it a target, T?
4: I don't think football clubs can be compared to a, to a normal business. Um, obviously, football clubs are businesses and they're there to make money, but football is kind of above above doing those things you know they don't have a captive audience if um if tesla do it can you just buy another car i'm not going to support another team am i you know you can't compare i don't know fucking samsung or another big organization doing it to a football team they're just not the same thing that's what footballers getting grief footballers are by and large working class and people don't want to see them do well so they're going to be targeted because um I guess um, parts of society don't feel like they've, they've earned their money, that they're worth their money. So that's probably the thinking behind Hancock having a go at them. Mm.
3: Cal? Yeah, no, I would teach it the words out of my mouth. I think there's a kind of a snobbery about football. And, you know, many times on the pod in the past, you've spoken about football fans and the way they're treated. And you compare that, you know, to say rugby fans that have straighteners, you know, on the touchline, you know, in the terraces all the time. And there's a, there's just, it's treated different football as a sport and as a support and, and, we have a thing in this country where we want to tear people down and footballers are so high profile and they're such public figures um that they're an easy target and people like t said that have started from a working class background people that are from a working class background I want to see them get torn down because they're just it's just easy it's just i think it's a british thing i think it's a british thing as much as anything um and i think like i said it's safe it's easy you know, fucking the 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 poor the, the stuff that Raheem Sterling's got over the last five years is you know it's a prime example of that. So I think it's just footballers are just an easy target, to be honest.
0: Um, yeah, I, yeah, footballers are definitely um, I, the, the the clubs. Uh, you know, I, I think the criticism of football um, clubs is. A slight issue for me is because I, I get what you say to you. Like you can buy another car if you don't want to buy a Telsa or if you object to that. You can't support another football club. But this is a football-wide conversation and and it's about our sport. And um, I just think that, I don't know, that, that, that it's it's purely because it's a, a sport and, and it's something that people go for entertainment and it is partisan, means that 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 football clubs have to suddenly have a moral um boundary of which they can't step outside of is puts them in an unfair position to, uh, compared to other businesses and when this is you know if you take sport out of it this is a, a a a global issue for all businesses everybody is suffering in terms of making money um and it's it 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 puts football clubs at an unfair advantage compared to other businesses if they're treated in a in a different way the, the the thing is, though, is that this is coming from their client base. The client base are demanding the fact that the club should d- behave in an honourable way. And it is, <clears throat> I think, impressive that enough people have mobilised and said, no, this is not good enough to force a club like Spurs, who are notorious in their ability to ignore the, the will of their, their client base in, in, the, in the knowledge that if one person stops going, then another one will fill their seat or her seat. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, it, it is, it is a, it is a weird situation as, as chairman of, of, of a football club, do, where should Daniel Levy's priorities be first as his businessman? And then secondly, as a a member of society, where, where do you, do you understand why Daniel Levy made the decision or his team made the decision to take advantage of this, um, government initiative T?
4: um, I mean, he's a businessman first, and Spurs are a business, so I get why he did it. But the way in which football clubs are held by its client base and its community means that it can't be compared to a business because it's not harming Tesla if they treat their employees like shit, just like ASOS. ASOS forced their staff to work, and they didn't have the PPE when they were working in the factories for a long time, and they're still okay. But a football club couldn't do that. Because, because it's held in a different sense. So that's why you can't really compare. As, as for Daniel Levy, why did he do it well? Saw an opportunity, didn't he?
0: Yeah, to save costs. And he, in his statement today, he talked about, you know, the fact that we haven't just lost football. We've lost um, projected revenue in boxing matches, um, concerts, rugby matches apparently were going to be played there. Um, I'm sure revenue from the NFL is going to be affected. So, I mean, as, as much as Spurs are a, a massive financial monolith in in terms of football because we are so big our expenditures are massive as well and you know if this went on for another six months then redundancies would be uh, inevitable the cheapest people the people that they could let go would be let go Mm. and if they do furlough or if they had furloughed these these staff until may and that gave tottenham breathing room so that they didn't have to make redundancies then in the short term that would have been a better idea to do even though it was was unpopular um because they never
4: said they they never said all that though did they no this is the thing we're we're making obviously i know you're doing devil's advocate but um you could just i mean i think man city said they're going to pay their staff to the end of the season which i think would be the end of may yeah so could easily have just done that ourselves
3: yeah, but that's, I, what that's I think... different that's different like
4: they're, they're owned
3: by a fucking estate Manchester City okay
4: I was, that's, that's, I'm not using I'm just saying that other clubs have less revenue than us still paid their staff though I'm yeah. saying that Man City could have just paid their staff they said they're paying their staff to the end of the season so yeah. it's similar in that way
0: yeah um, I just think that there might be a situation in the future where we make redundancies and Daniel Levy says look this is, you know, why I have no choice. We had to make the decision. I reneged because of pressure from supporters and and politicians and, and the media. Uh, but now we're in a situation where, in order to to complete, to employ the key staff that that actually help the club run in in an actual functional sense, and that's not, you know whether it is the ticket office or whatever it might be that, that he, he may use this as an excuse in the future and, and the long-term damage would be worse than if if they were furloughed you know but you know who knows like you say i am playing devil's advocate i'm just opening yeah. conversation about what potentially might happen I, I mean reality i think is that this will all be okay the the staff will be kept on there'll be no issues and we'll find a way out of it the things that will be affected are things like transfer budgets and and that's not a bad thing is it the wages paying, being able to pay wages if players are being paid less in the future because of this where much more money is going to be saved in the long run and and transfer fees are halved that's not a negative thing for football it, that's it's not the end of the world it's not going to change the quality of players that are coming in or at our disposal because everybody will be in the same boat unless yeah, you know actually even with financial fair play if you think of like uh, man city's in lack of ability to turn over money is going to affect what they can spend so it will actually make a it will bring them more in touch with everybody else with with financial fair play I'd imagine um in the in the statement the, tr- the trust when mentioned by the club as uh you know you know for their key role in in relaying the sentiments of of supporters back to the club it's time now and like i mean given the fact that that has become such a, a pivotal role and trust have really come out and all guns blazing to do it, and given the fact that they have no real power, surely the conversation about them being ineffective and, and pointless can be put to bed now. No one can criticise them any further. I mean, they will, but...
4: <laughs> They'll always find a way. Yeah. But
0: yeah. That, that, are you Just impressed to... with their work? Go
4: on, Kyle.
3: Always impressed. Always impressed with what the trust do. They, you know, they you know it's in a it's all we have you know I, I think we can we can bash the trust or bash any trust or any union but at the end of the day we need these things we need trusts and unions and things like that because well what what's the alternative the alternative is a punch is a bunch of people moaning on twitter um so the trust have always done a great job uh, they did a, you know and that's proven once again
4: this time around
0: anything to add T
4: um, no, they did, they did a good job, but I don't think it will change the perception of them.
0: No, I mean, I, I think that, um, I mean, just this, if, if nothing else gives the trust ammunition to say, look, what you do? Well, by the way, this this happened. This was a a, um, a national talking point. It was on the front and back of papers. It was on every news website. And the club, were piv- uh, the trust were pivotal in overturning the club's decision. So, you know, to say it, it, it at least gives them a little bit of ammunition. Um, Tottenham are in talks apparently Daniel Levy in in amongst all of this negative press held if you believe it a two hour Skype conversation with Coutinho and his agent Um, firstly what what do you make of that news do you think it's bollocks is there any truth in it what what, what was your first reaction to it T
4: I had no idea you just said it Um...
0: oh really you never heard that
4: not a two-hour scout conversation with him, no.
0: OK, well, that's so, all right, fair enough. Well, how do you feel now, now that you've heard the news?
4: Fuck <laughs> <laughs> those, man, that's a bit of a mad one. It's not It's not a position where we need strengthening, but I would love to see him be added to the club. Um, yeah, no, be, it would be great if we could have him, but I just feel that, I mean, how old is he, by the way? Ooh. I want to say 28. That's the same age as Hoon Min Son. Is it, is it really worth our while going for him?
0: I, I mean, I, my 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 feeling is, if you can get a player of that quality, then you buy you buy him. You, you, if there's an opportunity he's... to sign him, you, then you do, mm-hmm. uh, and, you, and and you sell, you sell Deli Ali. <laughs> <laughs> he's
4: he's 28 in June,
0: is he? Okay, uh, yeah. You sell you sell Deli Ali, or you sell Lucas Moura because he's the, he's a, he's a much better player, um, and and that's improving your squad. It was apparently a, the fees around 200 million pound, although again, you know, what does that mean?
4: 200 million for Coutinho.
0: Well, look, that's—I mean—as much as you can believe that Daniel Levy had a Skype conversation with him, that the fee is also two hundred million pound.
4: Not a chance, man. How much?
0: <laughs> how much would you pay for him? What would you be happy with?
4: Uh, maybe seven. Maybe seventies.
0: Yeah, I, I was saying seventy between seventy and eighty would be—you'd think of that as a really, really good deal—and I feel like yeah. that's more more likely.
4: Yeah, as I said, he's twenty-eight this year. I mean, silly spending that kind of money where there's no real sell-on value. Yeah.
3: yeah. We were just talking about how we think, you know, you know, transfer fees might come down. So I don't see it being, you know, yeah, you know, two hundred million, hundred and fifty million hundred and fifty million pound. And Barcelona, who, are there is parent club, aren't they? He's at Bayern Munich, but they're in loads of debt. So they are. Then they're, they're probably they might take, you know, a, you know, a lower fee for him. When I saw it, because you WhatsApped it to me earlier on, Flav, that you know we were looking at Coutinho. I did get a slight boner, but um, twin city. Yeah, it is. It gives me a little boner, but I don't believe it. Because, do you know what it is? I was. Do you guys ever watch the Sunday supplement on Sky Sports? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, so a while ago, it was just after football got shut down, and they were talking about, oh, how are we going to, you know, someone asked, oh, how are we going to feel? Pages, you know, now there's no football on. And one of the journalists said transfer rumors. Yeah. People always want transfer rumors. And so now everything I'm looking at skeptically because of that. But I would love to sign him. I really wanted us to sign him last summer. Um, Yeah. He'd be great. He'd be a really good signing.
0: What what do you think are, like, where would he play? Would he play behind Kane? Um,
3: Yeah. I think he would have. On the right, (laughs) on the right, maybe? Well,
0: so you got Lucas Moore on the right because that's what Mourinho will always do. Uh, Coutinho, son and Kane as a front four is not bad with Deli to be rotated in and out.
4: You've got lacelso there as well.
0: lacelso Celso, I mean he he, he he him in midfield as well. Like if you think of that actually, you got La and Dombele, or Winks. Catino Bergfine forgot about him, Bergfine. <laughs> and that's that you're talking squads then. You do talking you know, that that is that that's, um, that's that's special squad territory. I mean, I'm not sure what Jose Mourinho would end up doing with it. You know, we'll probably still pump it long. We'll probably play Coutinho as a target man, pump it long. But um, <laughs> it's if there's any truth in that, and we main and we hold on to the rest of the, the players, then um, that's about a complete uh, uh, a forward line as you could ask for in our position.
4: It doesn't seem in line with um, what we've been looking at, though. I mean, Bergwijn and Judson both fairly young players, I'd imagine we'd be looking for younger players more so than Coutinho. Unless Mourinho and the uh, people and the powers that be at Spurs really feel that Coutinho is a missing piece. But I think we've got an embarrassment of riches in the attacking positions. It's more defensively in midfield where I'd look to strengthen. And we still
3: need that forward, don't we? Yes. Yeah, we need a backup striker or a rotation striker. I hate the term backup striker. A rotation striker.
0: In the um, in the absence of of any football, um, me and John Bass have been playing co op seasons, which our aim is to get Spurs to from Division Five to Division One. You can follow our our successes and our achievements on Twitch TV forward slash Love the Shirt. And um, the last session we played, which was. Saturday, we uh, just lifted Division 3 trophy. So we are on the march, absolutely uh, flying. And as a little caveat to that, we are playing Cal, who's with us tonight, and Bardi in the Levers versus Remainers derby. <laughs> and, uh, that that's going to take place either thursday or friday but if you don't want to miss any of this stuff you can always go back and watch it by going to that uh, twitch.tv forward slash love the shirt if you go to that and follow us then you'll get an alert or a notification on your phone and you just have to click on it and it will drop you straight into our our stream is uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it and you know like i say in the absence of any football this is something so yeah please consider mm-hmm. uh, following us and, and watching along um, according to the papers also, Kane has been offered to United for £200 million. Uh, is there any truth, do you think, that, that Spurs would offer Harry Kane to another club, given his age at 28 and this is the, kind of the end of his massive sell-on value, you'd imagine?
3: Because he's contracted for another four years still. Yeah, he's got a really long contract, hasn't he? I don't, I don't see a world where Daniel Levy sells Harry Kane to another Premier League club. I don't see that. He was really burnt by the Luka Modric thing, and I don't can't think of a, another big player that he sold since then. You know, Gareth Bale went to Real Madrid. Luka Modric went to Real Madrid. Um, I don't see. It. I don't see Harry Kane going to another English club. Could he go to Real Madrid or Barcelona or Juve possibly or Bayern Munich? But not another English club, no.
4: Yeah, your... I think they'll get their pants pulled down on price. So I don't see them selling them. He's actually 26. I thought he was older than that. I thought he's 27 in July. Is that no, is? no, no, no. Uh, mate, at 26. least
0: a, at least a couple more years. Come on, he wouldn't be able yeah, to I go think... at this stage. You wouldn't be able to go in, in two years. You, 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 you would. Yeah, he would start to say, "Look, but I've got two years on my contract. Sell me now. Get your price. That would make more sense. Now,
4: which I think, think it will give him. I think he'll give us another season. Yeah.
0: No, we'll give him another season. Let's get it straight. Right. <laughs> we'll, gi- we'll give him another season. He says he's got one more season, Kane, to prove that he's good yeah. enough to be yeah. our to be our leader uh, and yeah. good enough to be our talisman. Otherwise, you're gone, mate. Not wanted. Yep.
3: That's right. Stop bottling semi-finals.
0: Yeah. Stop bottling semi-finals. Stop getting injured every season for a month, and then yeah. then we might consider you, that you're worthy of keeping. Yeah. Yeah, that's fact. fair, isn't it? Absolutely, yes. fact. Uh, fact dr- mug. John Howick, he says, how would Jose have gotten on managing these ex-players? David Ginola, Mido, Edgar Davids, Darren Bent, Stefan Dalmat. Shall
4: I, go, <laughs> shall I go through them one by one? Yes, or?
0: go on. Ginola, how do you think you'd have managed Ginola?
4: I think he'd have done quite well under him. Cristiano Ronaldo did well for Real Madrid. Robin
0: for Chelsea?
4: Yeah, and Duff. So, yeah, I think Ginola would have done well under him. But I reckon if Ginola... You know, I, I, it's difficult to say because Giannola was in a shit team, which is why he looked so great. Maybe Giannola was in a super team and, the, and he wasn't being indulged. Maybe he would have been found himself on the bench a few times.
0: I think Giannola would have struggled more under Pochettino than he would under Mourinho. I think Mourinho has shown so far that he's allow, he allows players to do what they do best. And if, if what they do best is just get the ball and attack, then he provides them that opportunity. If you think back to the horrible form that Deli Ali had under the last sort of seven or eight months under Pochettino. The first game that Mourinho had against... Uh, um, West Ham. West Ham and then Bournemouth after that. they looked like a new player because he just gave him licence to play. And I know his form has since dropped off a cliff, but but I, I feel like he would have got quite a lot out of Genola. And like you said, he, he enjoys those flair players or he has done in the past. And it's only when he doesn't have those players at his disposal that, that, that the football does seem to become quite drab. Um, I, I think, in hindsight, despite the first, maybe first, the first two games were good, and then it kind of we started hitting the ball long to Kane, and then when Kane was injured, we started actually playing decent football. Um, we, we we were, you know, quite expansive. The football was being played on the ground. There was decent movement. We were creating chances after chances going forward. It's just defence was a bit of an issue. But I, I think anyone who, who says that Jose Mourinho's football has been boring. Which is quite an extreme comment this season is probably either under the drinking the the potato Kool Aid or um, or just hates Jose Mourinho. Yeah, or a bit
3: of both. Probably a bit of both. (laughs) Um, Yeah. how
0: I just think you would have done with Mido?
3: Mido, Oh, God. Do you know what? Maybe he would have got. I'm trying to think of a bastard striker that he could. Well, Drogba, you know, um, he might have got a tune out of him. You know, yeah, he might, he might have got a tune out of him. You know, okay. he, I don't think he'd have scored loads and loads of goals, but I think he'd have got something out of me, though. You know, because he's, he would have said the world's against you, me. You know, no one wants you to win. No one wants you to do well. He'd have got something out of him, I think. And it wouldn't
4: it's, be that. It's to like a shitter, Diego Costa. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. And the thing is, is that he. he like, it would have given Mourinho an option. Like, he could play direct to Mido. Because one of Mido's strength is definitely his ability in the air. His hold-up play was okay. But his, his ability in the air was uh, you know, about as good as I can remember a, a Spurs striker having, other than Harry Kane. He was just excellent, just getting his head on the balls and flicking on. So, I think Mido would have done all right. Edgar Davids?
3: Uh, what, what, the Edgar Davids that we had? Yes. Um, I think it's like what Bardi said when when he was at Inter Milan. He had a lot of aging players, and he got one more season out of them. Mm. And it might have been a case that he did something like that with Edgar Davids. He might not have played on the left where he played a little bit for Tottenham, but he might have played, you know, in the hole, and he might have might have got one more season out of him.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, anything
4: to add there, team? No, I loved him. Yeah, absolutely loved him. Have been like his lieutenant if that ever makes sense. I'm no good at army rank,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Lieutenant in England, isn't it, lieutenant in America. Um, Darren Bett was the way around. Oh, is it? Probably Who shit? Uh, Dan... Um, I've...
4: Darren Bett would have probably got cast out,
0: yeah. I think so, uh, yep. Just wasn't sold, wasn't yep. good enough, was he? Had some returned some good figures, but uh, I think at Tottenham just...
4: oh I, I don't think he's a bad player. I just think that, um. I think Darren Bent's level is below where Spurs were, really. Well, definitely yeah.
3: where we are now. It was such a yeah. weird signing, wasn't it, Darren Bent, at the time? We, we, didn't, were, we
4: had yeah, Keane and... We had Keane and Berbatov, didn't we? Keane, Berbatov, yeah, and Defoe.
3: And Defoe, yeah. Anderfoe. it so was such a weird signing.
0: Having four strikers. Like for, there was about a period under Yale that we had... I think actually under Redknapp as well. Yeah. And Ramos, obviously... We had four strikers with Pavlichenko during that time,
4: Berbatov, Keane, Bent, Defoe. Um, who all yeah, if you put them all on the pitch at the same time. I think the Villa 4 4 game, they're all on the pitch at yeah, the end.
0: That's right. Uh, and then finally, Stefan Dalmat. I think we all agreed that he probably wouldn't even feature a minute under, under
4: yeah, a... he'd, have, he'd have got bombed out immediately. Yeah, would they have had anything at all. Oh, dear. I mean, um, just look at his look at his career. It's so nomadic. You know, he played for all these different clubs. Um, was that Chateau, whatever the fuck they are? Lons, Marseille, PSG. Got a big move to Inter. They went to us on loan. Toulouse on loan, and then it's just bits and pieces after that. I mean, it's really that's... mad reading the Wikipedia. These players.
0: Yeah, that that's one where we can put down to attitude issue, right? That isn't. That's not a racism. To he had he had an
4: actually problem <laughs> that's not racist. <laughs> i'm just saying you've got scree- you've got you ever got a scream it though <laughs> avia i have because people
0: assume that that's like the undercurrent of everything i'm saying that uh, this is racially motivated it definitely isn't i'm just saying this is one of the ones you can actually say without fear of being a racist <laughs> that he had a yeah
4: had... tell us if it was
0: there <laughs> um <laughs> he uh i mean as as much as a nutcase that he was mate he had some very well, two special moments. The goal he scored, Spurs tweeted it the other day. It just really yeah. took the ball and just fucking lashed it in. It was beautiful. Yeah. And this was a period, like we say, that we were so devoid of any kind of inspiration or talent that yeah. when we had him in on loan, it was like, all right, okay. All right, he is about three stone overweight. But he's definitely got something, this kid. If we can get him fit, then uh, we've got a play on our hands. But if he was fit, he wouldn't be on loan to Tottenham, so... Um, Toronto Spurs he says is Gary Docky uh, is Gary Docky our greatest ever ginger can't <sighs> believe Palo Tramazzani they're it's on a ginger yeah yeah ginger sort of curtains Oh, who's our
4: greatest ginger I'm trying to remember some other ones is the tongue a bit of a ginger or you're looking for out and out redheads it's got a bit redhead in it no oh, missus yeah. said I was ginger the other day just didn't go down well
0: <laughs> you've never thought that about it have you
4: you've never thought of was a ginger
0: not no. that there's any problem with it it's just like if you're not a ginger you like, don't you know just like
4: your hair kind of change colour on occasion how that's kind fuck, of a
0: bit how about fuck off how about, how about fuck off
3: was was Gordon Jury a genre yes
0: heard about Pele heard about Cruyff yeah um, yeah uh, uh, Jean. Gordon Jury was better than Gary Docky yeah Richard Gough was he, Ginge? Yes,
4: yes. Richard, Richard Goff. Goff was a Ginge as well. Yeah, he was a Ginge. There we go. He's better than all of them.
0: He, yeah, Everybody. Richard Goff was our best Ginge. Um, he only played a season, didn't he? And then left. Yeah. Really. yeah. Apparently,
4: that. he shagged the secretary or something, and he got the and he got the got a chop. Right. Well, nice. Not enough to
0: get a chop?
3: What's like these are strapping young men. You know,
4: they're yeah, attractive
0: no.
3: to women. Yeah, this was like the what the the 80s. 80s. That's what they were there for. The secretaries weren't it. <laughs>
4: I have got, got dapper laughs over
3: there. Yeah, before before
4: me too. That's what that's what they did.
3: That's what they were there for. Yeah.
4: <laughs> when men men were men and women were grateful. <laughs> Walk around the office and stripped to the waist.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, no, Hello, Tracy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> t- times have definitely improved, and, and 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 like we're not suggesting that, that Richard Goff did anything untoward, um, all, or there was any kind of misogyny involved at all. Maybe they just their eyes crossed as he entered the stadium and you know within five minutes had pulled their knickers down yeah. um <laughs> yeah but uh richard goff is our greatest ever ginger player yes um what else we got here uh, uh real the real socky 99 says where where would everyone prefer our new owners to be from the us or the middle east does it matter um, Who's got the
3: most money?
4: It doesn't really. Exactly.
0: I mean, if you look at what FSG done, the incredible stuff for Liverpool, the right stuff. Yeah. Um, but but the, so... the
3: ones before that, Liverpool, they were American, right? Yeah, Gillette. Yeah, almost. Gillette. And Went they the nearly wall. put them out of business. Yeah,
4: it's such a shame that that didn't happen. And Sunderland. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ellis Shaw. And Aston Villa. Randy Lerner. I
3: want, I want Middle Eastians. Um,
4: yeah, same. The worse the human rights record, the better.
0: They tend to That
3: means they're ruthless, that's why
0: I want them. And and I think the guilt for all the people that they've killed means that they just want to make other people happy now, and that's Mm. why they just pump loads of stupid money into football clubs. Bodies on the
4: record, Flav. (laughs) Bodies on the record. If you've got bodies on the
0: record, you're more humble going forward. That's Um, what I want. Yeah. To this day! What. what, um, Rebecca. Coiz says, uh, what do you think different players have been doing in lockdown? I reckon Eric Dyer has just been sitting cross-legged on his floor, his living room floor, just playing patience or solitaire. Mm. Patience? Then,
4: What's patience? Uh, I
0: thought that's what he's called it going up, patience. Solitaire was called patience in my household. I, was- oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's a working class white thing
3: what's wrong with that I, like, I can't mention Rob White about you going fuck's sake why have we always got to mention race Like you, I've noticed you've become more and more obsessed with race I am obsessed with
0: it so we all should be obsessed with it we've got to absolve our, 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 our society of these issues and we won't do it by not talking about it Cal you, no I you, agree you, with you on that you're ignorant you're being ignorant <laughs> I'm just saying, in a working-class white household, we called it Patience. T isn't from a working-class white household, and you hadn't heard of it. You hadn't heard of it either, because you,
3: you're... Because got, got, I'm 3% Chinese. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Flav. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that, mate.
0: Yeah, in, in in my household, with my racist nan, it was called
3: Patience,
0: all right? <laughs> RIP, by the way. My nan passed away yesterday. I think it was oh, probably bless not, her. Probably not the best oh, way I to uh, to bring that up, but she did pass away. She was very um, She was very, very poorly... No. For a long, long time. And uh, it's, uh, she's in a better place now for sure. But if people have been listening to the uh, Fighting Cop from the beginning, she was the, the gran in analysis, where um, each week I would record a conversation with my nan about the weekend's football because she really, really did get into football after her husband passed away. I think it was a way to kind of connect with us. And yeah. if she got into it to, yep. to the point where she wouldn't miss a bloody game and would, wouldn't bang on, <laughs> wouldn't talk about anything else. <laughs> um, but yeah it was uh yeah it was good memories and um yeah I might pull up some of the old recordings of it and, and stick it in the next week's podcast or something. Yeah. Um yeah so uh what else we got? So yeah yeah what, what did I say? Yeah, yeah what 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 have players been doing? What what we were seeing what
4: Denny done for his birthday, he played Twister Bar and soft, didn't he? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is he only Todd then? Is he not got a girlfriend or wife?
4: No, it was extra Mrs. Yeah, it might be see like been.
3: there was loads of people with him. Well, three like I loads. loads it's like free There was like three people with him. Yeah, were there? Yeah, because if you look at the. The day after his birthday, he posted something on Instagram saying, oh, being in isolation wasn't so bad. And you saw him blowing out his candle. But then you could see, like, three sets of legs behind him. <laughs> All brasses. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, two That's of them were
0: boring. women, yeah. They probably were. Yeah, she's like, she's like, um, yeah, is, that, um, is that Angel's Escorts? Yeah. Um, could, uh, uh, can, I have a, uh, can I have a white one, a Chinese one, and a brown one, please? And, <laughs> and can, can you get them to bring a cake with some candles? Thanks. That would have been the, the conversation. What Serge
3: Aurier been doing? <laughs> Press ups. Yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> which, 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 Tottenham player do you think is most likely to be making prank calls during this time when they're bored? <sighs> Ali. Yeah, it would be Delielli. One,
4: clips... yeah, yeah. yeah. one of my favourite clips. Not done ginger.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. One of my favourite ever clips is when um, Ali is doing an interview and Dyer just walks up behind him and just claps him round the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? He's just staring at it and you're just hear That this, a bell. You just hear this... And, 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 De- and Dele is just staring as him he walks by. I mean, Eric Dyer's staring at him as he walks by and just claps him round the back of the head. I've got to show it to you. It's so funny. And it, and you see for a moment, Delielli's really angry and then he turns around and sees it. It's Eric Dyer and he's like, all right, fair enough. Um. <laughs> yeah, did you... Did you saw... We haven't recorded since. Um, Jose Mourinho has been caught uh, going around... In Domblay's oh, yeah, house. At
3: the park. Oh, he's been getting around Dombelli's house as well.
0: It was in Dombalay, and he's like apparently in yeah. finished What's his run. I reckon like Mourinho was in his car, you know, like when the police stake out, but he's he's outside in house. And uh, he's watched in get in from his run in inverted commas. But yeah. all he's watching him do is sort of walk up the street eating a Big Mac and he just walks yeah. into his house yeah. and he's like, Well, I ain't going, i will go get you out of the park. And uh, uh, yeah, and then they, they've ended up doing a training session. I think he sh- House shares with someone, doesn't he? One of our other players.
4: He lives in the com- same complex as San- Sanchez, I believe.
0: Uh, oh, right, and they were both together, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. And Cessi was there as well. Yeah.
0: What do you, right, what, what 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 was Mourinho thinking?
4: Is this just
3: so That
4: dedicated was to really fucking stupid, wasn't it? it was Doing the Spurs gear as
3: well.
0: I know! But yeah. well, why were you, like, wear a hood! Then you're just some kids in the park playing football. Really good football, but, you know, much above the standard of park football. But at least mm. you're just not, like, it was just... You saw the purple play, uh, uh, training jacket that Mourinho had on, you're like, well, that, that's obviously Jose Mourinho. Yeah. And he apologised is- after it, but he didn't give a shit. Nah, of course
3: he didn't. it because he's, did he's bored. Yeah. I really did just did it fooled. so he didn't
0: get furloughed. I'm working. <laughs> That's what I think.
3: the <laughs> laptop across the
2: room.
0: Yeah, was it what have you been like, Daniel Levy rings up. So what have you been up to? Uh tactics. Ta- yeah. T- t- tactics. Scouting. Scout, I've done a bit of scouting on uh, Football Manager and um yeah, I'm you know, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely worth worth the money. Uh what else we got? We've got some other questions before we go. Just give me two seconds. Actually, what do you see foresee happening, lads, in terms of, you know, there's been talk now that the, perhaps it will be played behind closed doors. Do you want this season finished or you just want it null and void? And that would mean all of the goals that we've scored and goals that Harry Kane have scored are nullified as well. Or would you like to just I want play it, out?
4: I, I want it to be null and void, but it will definitely be played out. I'll definitely play the season out. Yeah. But hook or crook, behind closed doors, if it's got to be some bloody all under, all in one area, all in one complex, play all the games back to back. I think that's what will have to happen because um, there's too much money to be lost at this stage. And um, yeah, I think by June, we should be over the worst of it and probably get back to a normal life. And I reckon they'll just play the season out. But I want, it, I want it done. I want it to be null and void.
0: Yeah, cool. Obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, final question we've got from uh, Nelson, Nelson and Saha it says the plane, en- a plane engine failing at sixty thousand feet, which is um, it's about thirty thousand feet more than any plane can go, I think. But or sinking on a cruise ship, cruise ship in the Pacific.
3: What would you prefer?
2: Falling or out the of the sky. would
4: plane.
3: Mm-hmm. It's quicker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's quicker. Imagine
0: imagine it's that m- awful. Imagine imagine I'm that moment, no right, where the sink uh, the sink the ship finally sinks and you just see the bubble and the and the, the what do you call it, the stern or whatever it's called, the bow goes just disappears beneath these waves and you're just in the middle of this thick black ocean in the middle of the Pacific. What horrors.
4: Mm. Well I'd rather not have to imagine that to be fair.
0: Well, I, I got comfort that's, from
4: There's none of my anxiety.
0: I got comfort from a um uh from a podcast I did with two pilots behind the patron paywall. If you're interested in other content other than Spurs, then consider becoming a patron of the Fighting Cock. We've been producing pretty much daily podcasts on anything else other than Spurs. We did a really interesting conversation with a bloke called Al who made lots and lots of money from bitcoin and he's just a regular joe um we did a this is what what i'm talking about these these a podcast with two pilots because i'm like petrified of flying i hate flying i hate the idea of it when i'm on in a plane what i can think about is how far we are from the ground and how much how much terror i would feel if i fell out of the sky anyway i started asking questions about that sort of stuff to pilots and um they said that the likelihood if you was you was um falling you know, out of the sky is that the the cabin could be depressurized, so you just pass out. You just basically right. pass out and you never know anything.
3: So, uh, yeah, that's what I'll go for. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Right. How much wine do you think Hugo Lloris is drunk in this time? Do you reckon he's yeah, a lot? must be getting pissed every day. Come Are on. you, do, T, do you find you're drinking more?
4: No, plus because um, the situation I'm... Um... Living situation, I mean, I can't really be drunk, so Why? I have I rationed it to a couple of beers a day. Well, I'm, look got a toddler as a child; it's not really worth me being off my face looking after him. So. <laughs> you
0: don't off your face. I'm not saying um, like you're I, poop, I, being sick on the floor as he cl- climbs over you. I'm just yeah. saying you can be a little bit pissed up.
4: Yeah, that's, I'm not getting smashed. My consumption <laughs> hasn't really gone up much more. You could have. I know, it's a bit, I know it's a boring answer, but
0: no, it's not boring. It's, it's interesting. You, you you could have half a bottle of vodka, you'd be all right. Like you're not going to become yeah. a worse dad just by being drunk.
4: No, I want to see. But you know, I've, I've actually got something interesting to bring up here. Go on. Okay. So Neymar breaks silence on 52-year-old mum's relationship with gamer Tiago Ramos, who is 22 years old. So Neymar's stepdad, potential stepdad, is old. Is younger than him.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: what? What? Hang on. what? His mum. His mum's going out of a 22-year-old. Yes. A 22-year-old gamer. A gamer. Bruh. Yeah,
0: oh, okay. gamer. All right, I've got to Google this. What? Who? What's his name? Tiago Ramos. What? He, he's like an like a FIFA player.
4: Um, hang on, I can just send you the article. Oh, right. right so, here. Okay, the it. wonders of Skype.
0: Break. What, what? What's Neymar saying?
4: Uh, I don't know. Hang on, Neymar said he's broken his silence. Neymar is twenty eight this year, so and the guy's six years younger than him.
0: Um, I think they should fight. i mean he's 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 uh, he's bigger than neymar um he could probably have him like neymar is a absolute you know puss he's a pretty small guy isn't he yeah Yeah. i reckon that neymar hasn't got a choice he's got a you know he's got a not like he'll get not to fuck out so he's just got to keep keep silent about his mum it's weird though yeah that's well weird like for his mum that's
3: that's proper weird He's already beat now as well. He's already beat his mum. Like he's already fucked his mum. So it doesn't matter. Like, even if so he beats him up, of them
4: together, it's well weird. The uh, of Neymar with him.
3: Even if he beats him up, it doesn't matter. He's already fucked his mum. It's too late.
4: Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He wins. He he won. Like as soon as he put the tip in, that's it. He's
0: won. <laughs> All right, on that bombshell, uh, we can end the Fighting Cock podcast. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me. I uh, hope you enjoyed that out there. And hopefully soon we'll have some football to talk about. But until next week, um, we'll, uh, we'll stay safe, innit? Stay safe. And if you want to hear our voices more, then become a patron. Patreon.com forward slash The Fighting Cock. Peace.
4: Peace.